Welcome to another visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, uh, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe, coming in audio only for now. So, uh, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm swell. Thank you very much for asking. I've made it through the zombie apocalypse and survived to live yet another day. So far. So far. Survived well, so I wouldn't that spell. Yeah. Uh, my daughter did inform us that the zombies don't like firefighters, and firefighters help too. So, you know, that. That's a plus. Also joining us from up north in the, the frigid north of Canada, that's not so frigid right now, Mr. JLB, our RCMP. What's up, man? And not much, not much. It was freaking hot today. It's supposed to be hot for the next three days. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't have my air conditioner on, so I'm pretty stoked to, uh, to get one. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, man, I'm good. I'm ready to fantasy book. Yes, yes, yes. So um, if you're new to this particular show, the premise is really simple. We take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance or tip the others off because we think it's way more fun for them to uh, make it up as they go. Uh, before we get into fantasy booking... I like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. podcast network. So head on over to tatnusco.com uh, to check out the other shows on the network there. Um, make sure to give them a listen and tell them that uh, Raw and Order sent you. And then come back here for um, our next episodes and live streams. So, um, But on that note, um, we're going to kind of go ahead and get into the uh, Fantasy Booking Institute. And we're going to try to keep this episode maybe a little shorter than we've been doing. We've been doing like two hour live streams and um, it's been kicking my ass, to be perfectly honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm battling a cold here as well. A spring cold. I hate them. Uh, and so we're going to maybe try to keep this a little bit shorter, but um, I'm going to open the floor to see if anyone specifically wants to go first. Oh, that is a raised hand from JLB. So JLB, um, go first. What's your... Go for it. So basically, I uh, was thinking of a good one. Uh, you know, since AEW's um, oh, Double or Nothing is going to have all fans in there, and I believe their Dynamite is going to be on the Friday, I thought I heard yes. or something. So it's, yes, it's going to be like... Something with the the NBA, I think, is is oh. pushing them off or something on Wednesday, so they're going to be doing well, that kind of works splendidly well. Then that's like mm -hmm. perfect. So that's kind of cool. Um, so I'm thinking something big has to happen. So not only is it your first time with full full fledged crowd there, um, you know, you're gonna have Friday to kind of. Um, you know, do the most you can. And then I think Saturday they have some kind of fanfare thing. So they're obviously going to be busy with that. So it's a big event as AEW usually for double or nothing. It's the WrestleMania almost, if you will. Well, I guess that's maybe mm -hmm. all in, but I don't know. Either way, it's one of their top four pay-per-views then. Um, so I would essentially like you to book a huge, either a huge angle 
or uh yeah i mean either a huge angle and a top surprise for that event since they have to be doing something huge for fans to be back and all of that like and i think it's going to be at a different arena too if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. different venue of course so um there has to be something so i'm curious to what you would book as like your top angle for that pay-per-view and or slash top surprise uh and i'm talking free agents what are we doing are we doing an impact invasion are we doing a new new japan invasion like give me something guys give me something explore your creative minds okay um so this is an angle for for double or nothing that yes. carries from, from that carries from uh friday night it doesn't necessarily have to carry from friday night but but maybe i guess that's the way i was understanding it just well, I mean, just like a big angle for that event, considering, you know, there's going to be people there, fans get out the chat. I'm just saying, you know, I imagine Friday, it gives, it was more for AEW, for them to promote it better. It actually works out for them. It doesn't necessarily have to be from Friday night, per se. Okay. Are, are we not getting my, my thing there? Yeah, or? Yeah, I, I get it. I'll go ahead and go first. I'm going to... Yeah, so first... I mean, I, he just wants us to book something for Double or Nothing. The Friday thing was extraneous uh, to the actual challenge. Um, but so um, so I'll go ahead and go first here. Um, I, I think we're going to have some surprise appearances, number one. And I think I, think I can predict right now one of them. Um, I, I, think, I think we're going to see D. Bry. Or oh. I guess he'll probably have to go back to Brian Danielson uh, because D. Bry is probably owned by WWE. WWE. Um, mm -hmm. But because he does not have a no compete, so he can appear anywhere as soon as he wants to. I think I think right now he's keeping his options open a bit. He hasn't signed with any place. But let's be honest, in terms of like a, a big surprise show up. Daniel Bryan showing up on on AEW is is uh, up there with Lex Luger showing up on Nitro. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, For sure. So so I think that's going to be uh, one of the surprises. Uh, I also i I think they're trying to work out some sort of a surprise with New Japan. Um, the the ideal one would be uh, a Bullet Club invasion from New Japan. The tough right. thing is, with COVID restrictions, they're still quarantining on international travel. And right. so it makes it a little tougher for them to sneak someone in. You know what I mean? Because they'd have to stop appearing in Japan for two weeks so they can fly over here and then quarantine hmm. for two weeks. You know? But uh, but I think it would be it would be just absolutely killer for the uh, the Bullet Club Japan, like they like to call themselves Bullet Club OG. Um, so Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, uh, Switchblade Jay White to show up at Double or Nothing, uh, and 
and kind of start a who's the real Bullet Club feud. Uh, because they've been teasing it on Twitter. So to me, that makes a lot of sense to do it that way. Um, you know, they could show up at during the Kenny Omega match, look like they might be trying to help him and then turn on him, uh, setting up a eventual feud with them. Because then you could have the Good Brothers versus uh, Gorillas of Destiny, which would be a fun to watch, and setting up a, a Kenny Omega versus Jay White title versus title match there. So, so that's what I think. Yeah, that makes that makes a heck of a lot of sense. They've certainly been promoting. That. And I say title versus title, and then suddenly I, I second guess myself, and I'm like, is Jay White still a champion? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. So. I'm also going to second guess myself. I, I truly, Miro has yet to win the TNT title. Right? He, he's just showing. Uh, no, he that just, he's gonna, no, he won it. He, he won it last week. Okay. Clean victory I, I over. Yep. Clean, over Darby. Clean. Yep. Clean victory over Darby. Um. So. I'm going to do the rise of Miroslav. Um, I'm going to have him be the shortest ever TNT champion. <laughs> and I know people are going to rise of Miroslav. What? Yes. He, he won it last week. Then I see. Yeah, I thought maybe I could have him win it on Friday. Um, anyway, he won it last week. Um, and. He defends a rematch on Friday and comes in and somehow schmazes in a way to get the title off of off of uh, Kenny Omega, thus forfeiting this TNT championship. That sounds huge for the Friday event. <laughs> No, on Friday he doesn't take the title off of Kenny Omega. He does that after oh, Omega's yeah, match. Some, somehow he schmoz, and I don't know how he schmoz into a uh, uh, match with Kenny right after he already had a match, but that's how it's done. I think that'd be a blast. Yeah, and that would I don't, that I, definitely. I, I don't know how you how you schmoz into it though, and. Unfortunately, this is fantasy booking, so I'll mm -hmm. say um, Tony Khan puts a bounty on Moose's head. No. Sammy Callahan talks some smack and attacks Tony Khan. Tony Khan puts a bounty on Sammy Callahan's head. Anybody who can take him out um, gets a title shot at will. And Miro does it right after right after his title defense is over. He goes back to the back and he plays video for Tony Khan of that. And Tony Khan says, "Okay, here's your pass. Anytime you want, anywhere you want. Check out Sammy Callahan for me, because I can see Sammy Callahan totally being the person who annihilates 140 pounds Tony Khan in kayfabe." 
and uh, and Miro being the guy who goes, well, this is an opportunity, and just goes and wrecks Sammy Callahan on video, and then collects the bounty, and immediately turns it in right after Kenny Omega's match. When is Kenny What's that? Uh, I was just wondering because when is Kenny and Moose's match? Is it before Double or Nothing? Um, because that could work. It depends just when uh, Kenny versus Moose is. But I mean, I doubt Moose is winning against Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the date for that is going to be. Um, against all odds. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. I was trying to... Uh, June 12th. Okay. And Double or Nothing is on May 30th. Okay, so it won't be till after. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah, they could still set it up that same way, although... I mean, it's for the T. It's for the Impact Championship, anyways. So that storyline could still yeah. technically work out. Yeah. And it could set up Kenny Omega to be weakened to lose the TNA Championship, TNA Impact Championship. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the interesting thing to to watch how they book the TNA and Impact Championship on Kenny Omega, because at some point, Impact has to win it back. Right, yeah. Uh, it's the, it's the only way that that storyline works to help out Impact in any way is for one of their champions to come in and beat Kenny Omega for it. Um, and, and so beat whether him clean. and beat him clean, yes. Um, and so it's either Moose or someone like Sam Callahan. I think Moose is the one to go with, but I can't. I'm no, I a little. I'm a little disappointed with how little impact has come over to, to AEW. Um, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, Chris Jericho did a whole thing on it on one of his podcasts about why, or one of his interviews about why he doesn't think they need to do it. But for this partnership to work, I think it needs to happen at some point. So, Well, and, and, I, part of the reason that that also works really well to to have Kenny have such a short stint where the, the gold is just falling off of him is then it's, uh, okay, now I'm going to get one at a time because you effers just robbed me um, by me having to go through a tough match and then Miro takes it off of me and Moose now he gets gets to pick the bones. Yeah, I had a little bit of recovery time, but that's not recovery time, you know. After getting blasted by Miro after already a tough match. But so I, I just I when it comes off of Kenny, I think it needs to come when when the titles start coming off of Kenny. I think they need to come off just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> well, and I think, I think, yeah, it has to tell the storyline of Kenny's fall from grace. Because here's the deal: he's heel Kenny, right? Any heel champion, you have to tell the story 
of them eventually falling from grace. You know what I mean? You you can't. Well, and that that tells a story with with Kenny. You know, gradually, or he, he gained all of those very very quickly. He has clean wins, and his only losses are are weakened. He's weak. Now that doesn't make Miro any less weak, I don't think, because he just beat freaking Kenny Omega or Moose that week because he just beat freaking Kenny Omega. <laughs> right. Yeah, anytime you beat Kenny Omega, I don't care how it's done. I think you still look strong as hell. You know what I mean? And you have to beat Kenny clean, especially for the impact well, title, that's for sure. Well, and here's the deal. They they can they can tell a story of Kenny falling from grace and then slowly the power team that he has around him abandoning him. You know what I mean? He loses yeah. the AEW title uh, and then he looks like he's going to lose the Impact title and the Good Brothers just are like, nah, we're done. You're weak. We're not going to defend you anymore. You know? And so then Moose yeah. beats him clean because he doesn't have any of his goons to help him out. So... No, I Correct. can see that. I can see that. It's going to be interesting. The, the The interesting thing with Double or Nothing is it, it feels like it's sneaking up on us because it's only in two weeks, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it feels like it's, you know. In, like end yeah, of month, June. You know, or whatever, <laughs> right? And, and like, it's just two weeks from now. Jeez. Um, less than two weeks actually. We're recording this on the 18th, so 12 days from now. On the 12th yeah. day of double or nothing, my true legend gave to me. No, okay, bad joke. It's a beer in a tree, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, then at that point, if they're gonna do the NJPW thing. It's already in the works, and they're already quarantined. And I feel like, yes, unless New Japan recorded, like they planned this since January or something, and New Japan uh, they got may a bunch have recorded. New Japan had to cancel uh, one of their their um, scheduled events for, like, I think it was supposed to be like this week. They were going to be having a a World Series event something like that uh and they had to cancel it because uh a bunch of their wrestlers tested positive for covid so ooh coincidence mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> uh, well i mean i hope to god they didn't get covid but i mean that would work into a crazy storyline and we just might be seeing what your fantasy booking good sir yeah. That would be wild. And that's the deal. It's like it, it could have been let's see what's this news came out April 25th. Uh New Japan Pro Wrestling has arrived at the decision to cancel the three uh, events on the Road to Wrestling Grand Slam tour for May 8th, 9th, and or May 8th, 10th, and 11th at Kirken Hall. Uh so um so those would have been last week, those would have been the ones canceled. Um, so it could have been that one of the reasons they were canceled is because some of the wrestlers had to head over to America and quarantine for a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, I did look up and uh, Jay White is currently not 
the New Japan IWGP world title champion, which I knew he wasn't, uh, but I thought he would have a title. He is the never open weight champion. So, what's a um, never open weight championship? Oh, New Japan has so many titles. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a little crazy. Uh, because uh, you know the 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 main title used to be the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, but then it got merged. Uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion and the IWGP Intercontinental Champion got merged together to the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, um, and then the IWGP United States Championship and the Never Openweight Championship. Then there's also two junior heavyweight championships. Um, Jesus. So uh, currently their world heavyweight champion is Will Ospreay. And as much as I'd love to see Ospreay versus Omega, uh, I kind of don't think we're going to see that. Yeah, um, I think the um, Bullet Club feud makes more sense. But then that happens, then we can't see D-Bry. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can. Unless he doesn't, unless yeah, he doesn't it, go it would, after it Omega. Would just be a feud. It would yeah, just yeah. be a different feud. Yeah, he'd have to come in and feud with someone else. Um, theoretically, he, he'd you'd want to have him come in and feud with one of their their bigger work rate wrestlers like Pac, you know, someone like oh, that to come in. Uh, but yeah, Jay White's the never open weight. John Moxley's the U.S. champion. He's still uh, the U.S. champion. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's true. He just when fought. It, what's his face? Four hundred ninety-five plus days. Uh, oh, Gorillas of man, Destiny are the tag champions. So if they if they did this storyline, you'd have the IWGP tag champions there. So. Um. Anyways, so. But we will go yeah. ahead and move on to the next challenge. And again, I'm going to open it up if DA Fabe wants to give a uh, a challenge or whether he wants me to go first. I am actually going to go um, ahead of you. And the reason I'm going to go ahead of you is I have to do something and put myself on mute for a moment, but I'm going to listen. So um, the you guys are going to hate me when I first start off saying it, and then you're going to love me. So... Zombies. I fucking hate you. (laughs) But you're not going to have to do zombies. I want you to book a match that is in sync with a movie sponsorship. That is a reasonable movie movie sponsorship to do with this. Barring things like The Wrestler. Um, But a reasonable movie sponsorship type match. Um, I I was going to have you guys do like a run from zombies um, apocalypse match where they have to basically run for their lives and and get to a finish line and they're safe. But that still would have been just as lame as the one we just did. So um, zombie thing we just did. So yeah. pick a movie. So, any, so before we get into the actual challenge, challenge you know, yeah. before we get into like the that. actual challenge, the news came out today that uh, in that whole zombie thing, The Miz tore his ACL. So I hope oh, they're right. fucking well, happy. Worth well worth it. Yeah. 
I mean, I wouldn't you tear your ACL if you're trying to run from zombies? Fucking, I'd I tear probably would ACL. <laughs> Be like, I love you, Morrison, but here, because you don't have to run faster than the zombies. You just have to run faster than the guy next to you. That's it. That's legit. But Morrison knows parkour, so. Yeah, that's why you got to tear his ACL fast. Do we know where he tore tore his ACL? Um, I didn't see exactly. Somewhere in his knee. No, yeah. but I mean, like, how, brother? That's where the ACL is. It's on the yeah, I know anterior. I, know. Um, I don't know exactly where it was. I saw a picture of him at one point. He's on the ground holding his left knee. So I'm assuming that that's where they think it was. But he finished the match. So that's it. Well, you know, it's all that adrenaline from when you're running from zombies. You know, it yeah, kind of kicks in. Yeah, yes. And this guy's never been injured in his career. Yeah, this is his first is wrestling injury, and he got it from fucking zombies. That's crazy. Let let me let me rephrase it. He got it from a match that had zombies in it. He was not fucking zombies. Just <laughs> clear, clarifying things here. <laughs> Although that might have been maybe a more interesting match. Would have been like a whole nother Katie Vick scenario there. Jesus. Okay. JLB, do you want to go first on on DFA challenge? You want me to go? Uh, You go first. Okay. So I think this this fits very well with uh, WWE's movie sponsorships just in general. Uh, Fast and Furious match. Right? So, so get it now. See, we're going back to the first Fast and Furious movie, which of course was about them stealing uh, from semis, right? Robin semis, um, right? And so this match would take place in a semi, driving down the road. So it'd be a cinematic match, um, and so the the entire match would take place in the back of the semi, um. And it would be big man match. So you could get uh, John Cena and uh, uh, Vin Diesel in it. And then also throw uh, Drew McIntyre and Tyrese. <laughs> you could maybe throw Ty- Tyrese. Um, if Miz wasn't injured, I'd say Miz just because he's got. Acting. But it's fantasy booking. So yeah, the true. mix can be in it. True, true. Um, and you're also saying from Fast and Furious One. So I mean, well, like... I, I'm saying we're taking the match from Fast and Furious One oh, because it's okay. going to be set now because we're going to have John Cena in it, who's Dom's brother that we didn't know about because apparently everyone in that fucking franchise has secret siblings. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. But um. Ooh. So, so that's what what the match would be set up. It would be in the back of a of a semi speeding down the road. So they'd have, you know, wide shots of the semi going down the road, and then uh, the cars pulling up next to it, and the person and jumping off the car, and grabbing the back of it, and swinging into the back of the the semi, and then it would go to the match taking place inside the semi, and that would be filmed almost exclusively on a soundstage. Um, with hydraulics to make it rock like they're actually in a, a semi. And and um, you could even have Michelle Rodriguez and uh, maybe maybe have, 
have this be Becky Lynch's match back, her big re-debut. Michelle Jesus. Rodriguez throws down with with. I'd be kind of down to see that. Michelle Becky Rodriguez Lynch. looks like she can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and just because uh I recently rewatched the last Mission Impossible movie, we're gonna throw Henry Cavill in there as well, just so he can cock his fists again like he did. Because <laughs> he does it better than Roman Reigns does. Just oh, saying. that's saying something. Maybe that'll be who Roman Reigns. Maybe maybe it'll be Henry Cavill making his appearance in Fast and Furious, and and Roman Reigns coming out. <laughs> oh my lord! It's gonna be it's gonna be five minutes of. I feel like you wanted to find out <laughs> if I would take myself off a of mute, and it worked. Yes. <laughs> So yes, no, it's... that would be my now. Match. Name name the match though, like name it. It has to be like a cheesy name yeah. gimmick match. I could I could sense your creative juices flowing. I'm so curious. The, the, the problem is I want to do like <laughs> two furious match, but they already did that as like a movie, the Furious Five and. Uh, Furious Six, Fast Five, so they, that takes that. I mean, they already did the cheesy, cheesy takes on their name. Um, they definitely did for sure. All of them. I'd say we bring Hobbs and Shaw in it, but we know the Rock and Vin Diesel don't get along at all anymore. So. Oh, that would be a pure shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the match of the better Fast and Furious. <laughs> Who's fast? Who's furious? <laughs> and who's better than Canyon? Nobody's, Nobody's, Nobody's better than Canyon. Can't wait for that episode to come on. Dude, that's the last episode. I know it. Painful to make me wait. There's like so many. But you got the plane ride from hell, which you guys still weren't excited about, which I don't even get why. Um, I... It's just because I've heard like a dozen different podcasts about it with interviews with people back there. It's been covered to sh- hell and back. That's all. Um, a plane ride Gage, from hell and back? Huh? N- uh, Nick uh, Gage has not been covered to hell and back. And so that was fun. Mm-hmm. And fucking Brian Pillman. And I'm just excited about Canyon getting the spotlight because I remember being a WCW mark and all the WWE marks were talking about how great Edge was. And I'm not saying Edge wasn't great, but they'd be like, did you see that new move Edge busted out this week? And then I'd look at, I'd find it and I'd be like, well, yeah, no, Canyon did that like three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> where where the fuck were you guys? So. Oh, so fun little fact, guys, about the zombie matchup. Would you guys like to know who the zombies were? Uh, sure. I, I suppose you're going to tell us whether we like to or not. So, Well, no. If you would have said no, I would have said okay. And then I would have moved on to booking mine. That's all. You know, Go ahead. I'm nice like that. All right. So Scotty Tuhati was one of the zombies. You had Jake Atlas, who name sounds familiar, but is not. Yeah, he's been on NXT, movie. but he hasn't been on it for a while. Eichmann Jiro. 
again, no idea. Uh, Ari Sterling, August Gray, Asher Hale slash Anthony Henry. So I don't know who that is. Bronson uh, Rochsteiner. Okay, that, that, that's sense. that's uh that's Rex Steiner. That's um uh uh Rick Steiner's son. Oh nice. No, yeah. it's Rex Steiner. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's Joe that's their Grayson. actual last name. Yeah, that's their actual last name. That's where that's where you got the name Rick Steiner from, was their ah. last name was Rex Steiner. Look at them go, geniuses. Yeah. Joe Gracie, uh Exion Quinn, Drew Casper. Jacob Casper, I guess these Caspers were really excited to be part of it. Cal Bloom, Maddie Wahlberg, Joe Ariola, and Chance Burrow or slash Harlem Bravado. So the only person I knew was Scotty Tuhati, and I just thought, hey, Scotty Tuhati's back on TV. So those were your zombies, and one of those asshats tore the Mrs. ACL. Pretty sure it was Scotty Tuhut, but not confirmed. But yeah, thought I, uh, I'd give you that little breaking, uh, little breaking zombie news. Um, I'm gonna do for my uh, little movie matchup. So guys, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat was pretty good. I mean, I didn't like it, but everyone else is saying it was pretty good. Um, they are gonna do a Mortal Kombat two, it seems, because WB was happy with its performance so wwe is going to be the one promoting mortal kombat 2 and guess what we're going to have guys we're going to have a king of the ring a king of the mortal kombat and you're gonna have these wrestlers um either dress up in mortal kombat gear um, and you can certainly do it. Like you can have certain superstars. Obviously you would have the Miz as Johnny Cage because that just freaking works and let the guy be Johnny Cage already for the new movie. Cause it should happen. Um, you would have, uh, you would have like, I guess you would have Bobby Lashley as Jax. I feel like that's the only guy you can really put as Jax, who's really that bulky and beefed up. Doesn't need the metal arms. His arms are already freaking powerful. Um, you technically would have you'd have The Undertaker as Raiden. That's right. The Undertaker's coming back. He is not retired. He will be part of the King of the Mortal. King Ooh. of the Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, I just don't know who Kano would be. Who would be an asshat who's who's smirky like that to be Kano, but yet he has to still be kind of built? Well, I, here's the deal. Kano being Australian, you could do Buddy Murphy. You just have oh, to make Buddy, him a little smirkier. Yeah, Buddy Murphy has to have more freaking personality, though. Jesus Christ. To be Kano? I don't know. We'll He's see. the best kept secret in WWE. Just ask him. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I thought that would be kind of fun. And then, like, um, I, I figured you would have Undertaker as Raiden, and then Shanks. So you'd have the final bout be kind of like um, you, you have the, I guess you have the eight versus eight sort of deal tournament. 
And then as your final match, you kind of have uh, you have a tie. So you have Raiden face Shang Tsung. Raiden being Taker. I don't know who Shang Tsung would be. That's my only issue here. Um, I guess you would have... I mean, he doesn't necessarily need to be Japanese. Or, you know... Uh, I don't know. I don't know who you put... Uh, but then again, Raiden doesn't really make sense either. But, you know, uh, for The Undertaker. So, you know, you're going to do that. They can. They have to do the best they can. There's only going to be certain people that are going to fit that mold of being an actual Mortal Kombat character. Um, I just thought of maybe actually Big E as Jax rather than uh, Bobby Lashley. Do they only have one black Mortal Kombat character aside from like of course uh like Melina or there's aliens I'm talking about that's messed up <laughs> okay because no, no, I'm trying to like the movies man I'm just telling you no 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 but I just mean in just terms of I was trying to see who we can put where um I'd have no idea who Luke Kang would be I feel like there's no one kind of like I don't think Ricochet would be like Ricochet can do what Liu Kang does, but that would be kind of very weird and different. Um, oh, yeah, that, that, that makes complete sense. <laughs> so then who's Kung Lao? Technically, I guess that would be, um, I guess. So um, yeah, I was gonna say Tozawa, or I was gonna say, um, wow, what's his? Uh, why can't I think of his name at the moment? <laughs> Nakamura. Nakamura. There you go, Nakamura. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, which, by the way, fun fact: he did mention that uh, he still feels he's being highly unused uh, when he was on Renee's uh, podcast this week. So. Uh, and is still very scared of doing promos, guys. So let's give them all our love with uh, Nakamura being scared there. Um, but yeah, you just kind of do like a Mortal Kombat tournament like Naka. that. Naka, 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 Naka gonna work here anymore. <laughs> no, he's too much of a good talent. Although Ricochet might not work there anymore after his little... Uh, stint on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, he kind of he kind of went off on insulting Io Shirai, and, and that, well, I mean, that boy I did Io dirty. I don't know if it was an insult though. Technically, I mean, the guy's just confident about his skills, and he knows how good he is, and he wasn't downplaying her skills. He just says, "I'm pretty, pretty powerful too." You know, like I know what I can do. You know, so you know, he he says. It. I can do everything she can do and more and probably better. That's his exact quote. <laughs> That's doing Io Shirai dirty. You say dirty, I say overly confident. But yeah, it was a tad much. It was a tad bit much. 
Um, but I mean, is he wrong? This guy's multi say potato, and I say. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> Mortal Kombat tournament words. Kind of lame. I'm sure you can do some like fiend esque kind of stuff uh, during the event. Maybe you have the fiend as like Shang Tsung because he's that like uh, immortal character, psychopath sort of ordeal. When you have the fiend versus Taker, so that's kind of cool. Raiden versus Shang Tsung. WWE, you know, tends to mess up characters all the time, anyways. So you have Batista returns as Goro. Oh, that would work. Yeah. Or no, the dude, that's so Braun Strowman's role. Come on. Oh, he already has the voice. <laughs> Batista's just the, the lower arms from behind Braun Strowman. Yeah. That's He's fair. just standing behind Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That works. <laughs> I'm Batista arms. <laughs> no, Batista, you're not doing you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah so i just do like a mortal Kombat thing and then you just have some freaky shit sub-zero um you know i don't come uh, on man well who, who are you thinking on, of man. really you, who are you you know you don't know who sub-zero would be i'm sorry i'm drawing a blank clearly who would sub-zero who's be? better than glacier canyon's no, better than no, glacier no no no, no, no. Glacier is not WWE, okay? I know if this is WCW. He is a free agent, my friend. (laughs) And will remain a free agent, my friend. (laughs) But yeah, for sure. I guess if we could get Glacier, Vince will just bring him in because, goddammit, we've been thinking he's been sub-zero for, like, the longest time. And, um... And yeah, and you have freaking like, ooh, that's interesting. Nice. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I totally forgot you could share your screen. That's hilarious. Um, who would who would you pick a scorpion? Or better yet, who would Oscar be? Because Oscar would have to be in this. Probably Melina or Katana. Melina is a, I guess, yeah, it would depend on that. But Melina is very, uh, like, very, like, vicious, though. I feel like, uh, I guess you can kind of make her. Uh... Oscar could be Shiva. <laughs> or Sindel. No, Bianca Belair or Sindel. Yeah. Uh, that, that would make it. That, that would work. That would actually work perfectly. I'm kind of thinking. Does Charlotte become Sonia? She's maybe a bit tall for Sonia, but the, the very mention of it makes me angry. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, she can't wear her cow-themed uniform though. She has to be dressed as Sonia. So that I'm happy about, if anything, because if I have to see this cow-themed uniform anymore, I'm gonna flip my shit. It looks so much better when she has her coat on. Or whatever, but then once she takes it off, I'm like, Jesus, well, just, what is this? That's what I say, move, move out of my screen. This, this is because that's the rule. You have to say moo when you see cows. Moo. 
Ooh. Bam. So that's it. My Mortal Kombat themed esque. I didn't really think way too much into it, I guess, but it would be a Mortal Kombat uh, theme. And I really like Undertaker and uh, the Fiend ending it with Shang Tsung and Raiden. So I think that's pretty awesome. And then Miz gets to finally be freaking Johnny Cage. So, ha. And that's the story, folks. Test your might. Yeah. Mortal It'd be like a tower. See how bad the new song was? The new song yeah, was so bad, sucked. no one even remembers it. It sucked. I yeah, just, I on. actually, Mrs. Buddy, I, in a box here somewhere, I actually have the soundtrack to the first Mortal Kombat movie because that soundtrack was absolutely balls to the wall. Awesome. Yeah, I it feel like everyone banging. got that. It was a stellar, stellar soundtrack for sure. Just your might. Both of those know. are better than Army of the Dead to get back on wrestling. <laughs> quite possibly, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, no, not, not, not quite possibly. I I don't know. As as much fun as mine was to to book, I don't know if it's actually better. Um. The only thing that makes it better is it's believable, air quotes, because, you know, it's not fucking zombies. But We actually saw a professionally, professional wrestling match on a semi-trailer. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, we saw... And it sucked. <laughs> it sucked, yeah. Well, the WCW match, that was on a semi, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep, it was bad. Very bad. I we mean, I still say that's better than the zombie match. True. True. I would still say it's better than the zombie match. I mean, I can't even... I don't even want to go and watch that to remember what happened because I felt it was just so... I think I just blanked out. I was like, no, I can't watch this. So unfortunate you have to get injured during that match, though. Like, what a stupid match to get injured on. Ugh. Yeah. So, we will go ahead and so move on. That they couldn't even let... Damian Priest do his gimmick at the end and pull the arrow back and have, you know, his name up there instead of the Army of the Dead. Yeah. It's um it's ah. so sad that they had to sacrifice two of their up and coming stars to zombies for no reason. <laughs> and then John Morrison just showed up on Raw like nothing happened. No, he's saying he felt dead a bit and he felt weird. And uh, that the Miz. So now we know why the Miz wasn't there. It's because he obviously tore his ACL. But he was just like he was kind of saying like rest in peace to the Miz though, which was weird. I'm like, wait, so you lived and the Miz died? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. That being said, uh, here's the long and the short of it. They've been teasing a breakup between Morrison and Miz for the last month or two. You know, with right. Morrison being kind of aloof and and getting Miz into trouble by saying, oh, yeah, no, I'll take this match, and if I win, Miz will <laughs> Miz, uh, will get to pick the stipulation. But if you win, you get to pick the stipulation, and then he loses. So, anyway. Right. Um, so you think that's how they're going to end it? Because he did well, dedicate the match to the Miz. I think that's what they were and planning it- on doing. I think they have to pivot now. And so now they can have Morrison go on a little bit of a run by himself. And then when Miz comes back, Morrison can be like, I don't really need you because mm. I'm doing good by myself. 
Or Miz can come back and be like, what the hell, man? You let me get eaten by zombies. Hey, when zombies are in the room, all bets are off. Everyone is out for themselves. Yes, yes. Okay, so. But now, um, in in a piece of clarification, Scotty Tuhati actually teaches at the Performance Center. So, so that's part of why he was in that group is because it was all Performance Center people. Oh, okay. Then I guess that makes sense. So we'll go ahead and move on to my challenge. To you guys. So my challenge is um, based on the fact that we found out on Sunday that the next pay-per-view coming up is Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Are you doing zombie in a cell match? That might actually be fun. Uh, you can do whatever. My my point is, uh, for Hell in a Cell, there's there's always going to be now usually two Hell in a Cell matches. A men's match and a women's match, usually. Not last so, year. Not last year, but almost always there there are two. Um, and, and last year, there were two. They just weren't men's and women's. They were just both men, I believe. Anyway. Sexist bastards. But so my challenge to you guys is to... Predict and book the Hell in a Cell matches for this year's Hell in a Cell. Based on the current storylines, how you think they're going to play out. What matches do you think are going to go on for Hell in a Cell? For the Hell in a Cell matches. I don't care about the other matches. I'm talking specifically the ones in the cell. Who Uh, wants first crack? Okay, I'll go first. That's fine. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to do one that's probably going to be most likely going to happen. And then I'm going to do one that I at least would like to see that might get, make it more interesting to happen. Or maybe WWE might do both. I'm kind of second guessing the one I thought was going to be interesting. But we'll see what happens and we'll uh, see what you guys think. Um, so one I think they're definitely going to do is they're going to do, um, they are going to do like Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley once again in a hell in a cell. They're going to make this a thing because Braun Strowman was the one that was pinned. So McIntyre is not going to pull the whole, oh, but you didn't pin me. So I didn't lose, but uh, I don't necessarily remember what happened on Raw between the two. Um, but I feel like it would only make sense for them two to be in the cage or in the hell in the cell. Because um, I feel like neither of them were ever in one. Does that is that correct? I believe I might be correct on that. So... Uh, that's something I just see them for sure doing. That's just like written in stone that WWE would do this one. When I thought that was going to be creative, um, was maybe doing something with, with Alexa bliss and Shayna, but I don't know if they have enough time to technically, I guess they do to tell the story. They kind of have been, she screwed over Shayna once again this Monday um 
and uh, and apparently that's the only way how that's the that's the only way Tamina and and Natalia can win. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I think Shane is finally just gonna have had it and says, you know what, I'm sick and tired of you playing these games, all this magic, whatever. Uh, how about you face me one on one? And this time, I don't want no distractions. I want you in a hell in a cell, sort of ordeal. So. I think, yeah, I think that would kind of work. And I guess you can still use magical stuff in a cell, but, you know, WWE likes to randomly book stupid things and make us believe stuff that doesn't exist seem real, a la zombies. So this time, randomly, the magic won't work in the cell because you're structured in and whatever. And she'll, they'll do this thing where she tries to use magic, but it like won't work. And so I think it maybe might be an interesting concept. And God damn it, give Shayna Baszler something to do that's not with freaking Nia Jax. So that's how I think I would book that one. I honest to God think they're just going to do their main event like that there. Uh, maybe they might do something with the Usos. But I'll just give them both to Raw. I guess both Hell in the Cell matches got the women's, and then you got McIntyre and Lashley final face off Hell in a Cell. That's it. Okay. Cool, cool. Not a fan. All right. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll book SmackDown, two of them on SmackDown. I'm okay with this. Okay. Um, cool. I really, I really wanted to do. Um, Charlotte and Rhea uh, in it, but I'm okay with the other way. Um, I think Charlotte and Rhea works better than the other one I'm going to do, but um, Helena Cells are the championship. They are for the championship mm-hmm. almost all the time. So, that I love your Shannon booking. I really do. But I have to be honest about how WWE does things. And <laughs> I don't yeah. I, I, I don't feel like that's where that's gonna go. So um I'm gonna do um both SmackDown top individual titles. Um obviously Roman's gonna be in one of them and I feel like that's gonna be a Jey Uso on a pole match kind of Um, and Jimmy kind of you know saying hey I I could also see Seth and and Cesaro having theirs in there like you could feasibly do every single match in LSL with I don't know why they don't they have really good grudges built right now which is surprising because the product has not been written well but the grudges are really good right now which is odd you know it's like oh yeah i'm really invested in the storyline that's been written like crap especially on smackdown i mean seven cesaro has been a great i'm invested it's still written like crap but i'm invested so it's weird they've been using that for like a good three four months though that's been building for quite a long time yeah so I think it's the long-term aspect that's made it so so investable. Um, that said, 
two. I'm going to limit it to two. Um, I feel like I'm going to start with the women's. Um, I feel like Sasha, having been in every single women's Hell in a Cell ever, would say, hey, Bianca, I'd like to congratulate you on your victory. But there's a place I've never lost, and it just happens to be at a pay-per-view that's coming up. Ooh, and I, I like want to see that. And, you know, we would see Bianca's hair tied into the into the cell at some point. Mm, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, like, you may have bested me, and good job, but you've never de- dealt with real brutality, which could in the long run set up a, uh, you know, a brand split or a, a, a draft and have Sasha feud with with uh, Rhea Ripley and have Rhea be like, oh, yeah, you remember when you said this? I'll show you real brutality. You know, stuff like that. that so it, it, it can build a lot. <laughs> but, you know, Sasha truly saying you've never dealt with real brutality and that's what this match is and it's my match um, I think that would be a really good build you could easily take this title off of Bianca at this juncture I didn't think you could the last one I do think you can take it off of her and have her get it back at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam well, we don't even know if it's going to be Money in the Bank. It might be Hell in a Cell Backlash or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, we're definitely going to have, have it money, in the bank. money in the Bank next. Okay. Uh, the, the reports have it that they, that's going to be the first one with full crowd. And and that's why they did this shakeup is they wanted Money in the Bank to be the one that had a full crowd. Uh, so they okay. pushed it back. A month and so, brought up hell so. WrestleMania backlash backlash is what they could have done. No. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think that, that I think Sasha in any Hell in a Cell is a story that tells itself because she's been in every single women's Hell in a Cell. I think she's won every single women's Hell in a Cell. Um, she yeah. might have lost um, to Charlotte the first one. I don't remember for sure. Bailey's been in all. Uh, the other one is obviously Rome, Roman Reigns has a lot of lot of history in Hell in a Cell. Whether it's Brock tearing off the door, whether it's uh, Roman Security Brock through. Uh, well, he didn't. That was in a cage. But you know, there, there's been a lot for Roman, and I think the the idea that Jay says I can do what my brother couldn't and Roman says fine do it where your brother couldn't oh snap I like that right a year later they choose the other brother to do it against them oh god (laughs) that's kind of shit booking but I could see WWE doing it at the same time I think I believe we might have lost Mr. Faber there for a second. Yeah, we might have. I'm back. I'm back. There, there, there he is. is. <laughs> there he is. Sorry. 
that was uh, that was uh, reception. So anyway, uh, I, I feel like <laughs> Sasha should say, you know, I won them all, and then I I really think Roman, you think you can be me? You can't do what your brother did, but you can prove that you can't do what your brother did, or what your brother couldn't. Right. Uh, at the place your brother couldn't. You I said it better before you left. But yeah, that's Yeah, perfect. I know I did. I, I didn't <laughs> leave. It was, it was reception. You, know? you left. I don't I, uh, I don't care what you blame it on. You still left us. I'm so yeah, sorry. No. So, <laughs> I, I, I think those two storylines both write themselves very, very well. And maybe that's why they chose Hell in a Cell. This is actually a really good pay-per-view, really good time to bring up a gimmick pay-per-view that we typically hate because there are some really good grudge matches going on. It's almost like they're riding a little long-term. I know they're not. It's almost like that. That's <laughs> uh, a valid point. And, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe they do switch it up this time around. Maybe they make every match a legit hell in the cell match because – why can't you? It's it's the name of the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? You're yeah. overusing Hell in a Cell by calling it Hell in a Cell. So you might as well just have every match or the majority of every match a Hell in a Cell. Because like you said, and I think SmackDown has the better Hell in a Cell matches. Uh, those two for sure. And even Cesaro and Seth could definitely work in a Hell in a Cell. Mr. Drip Drip himself. You know, that would be... Making Cesaro win again because Cesaro better not just be going down the drain because it's his time to freaking shine, la. If they do it with Seth, they have to reference their poor decision-making in the build-up. They have to reference Seth saying, I was the one who caused the referee to stop a match that isn't supposed to be stopped. So... So to uh, clarify on you, while Sasha Banks has been in most of the women's Hell in a Cell matches, maybe all There's of them. There's one I'm missing. Um, she has only won one of them. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has lost all of them except for last year. Last year was the first time that she won one. Okay. You know, she won but the she's been in all of them. She hasn't been in all of them? Um, that's what I'm still trying to find the list of all of the women's. Uh, Wait, the one last year was against Bailey because I thought Bailey yeah. beat her. No, nope, she won. I guess not. she became. Oh snap! It's true. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, your googling this uh, this evening isn't uh, your. Uh... Well, I have to do it on my iPad because uh, when I try to do things on my computer, it goes fucking tits up and <laughs> so da, 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 da. See if this one's current updated list or not da, da. so this is not updated um, but hell in a cell uh 2020 last year was Becky Lynch for uh, excuse me Sasha Banks versus uh, Bailey, where Sasha Banks won. The previous year it was Becky Lynch versus <laughs> Sasha Banks. Uh, Becky won that, yeah. And Becky won that then, one. 
Prior to that, it was Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. And Charlotte won that one. And that must have been the first women's Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I think that was the first. So, yeah, she's been in all of them. She's been in all of them, but she's only won one of them. So, But, yeah, no, all, all the more reason to have her win again or be in it again at least so she can be like, listen, I'm the, I'm the queen of these matches. I'm the boss of these matches. Yeah. We didn't call Undertaker Mr. WrestleMania. We called Shawn Michaels Mr. WrestleMania, mm-hmm. who has a losing record at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's valid, yeah. That's a valid point. Because <laughs> he's the showstopper. Wait, no, that's Dolph Ziggler. Um, he's the... <laughs> Anyways. He's the whole effing show. No, no, that's RVD. Who, by the way, had a great also uh, documentary series after Hell in a Cell. Um, it amazes me how their documentary stuff is better than their off online product stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's Smack the second show in a row you said that. Yeah, dude, it's it's interesting. Like just between everything, uh, I mean A and E. I don't know if WWE has anything to do with that one. But A&E stuff there, too, is just freaking spot on. So, Well, that's the thing that we don't know is, is this a situation where WWE just gave A&E the keys to the archives and said, go make your, your show? Or is this a WWE production that's airing on A&E? You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know why, because if, if you noticed, it was actually A&E was showing... Um, last uh, week's uh, last Sunday's episode while the the pay-per-view is happening. So I was kind of like, okay, so if WWE was doing this, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they wouldn't put the the biography the same night as the paper or not the same night, but at the same time as the pay-per-view. So I feel like this is just a and E's doing yeah. to be honest with you. But but anyway, yeah, might be. We will go ahead and move on in this to our lovely game that we love to play. AEW Ring of Honor or Impact. This is like FMK, except um not. Uh, I'm gonna give uh them three current WWE wrestlers, and they need to choose where to put them to, and then they'll do the same back to me again. So um it's pretty simple there. Um, the tough thing is we've been doing this game long enough now <laughs> that it's hard to remember what yeah. ones we've done before. For sure. Um, and my memory is bad because I'm getting old just in general, so I'm not 100% certain. So my challenge to you guys may be a repeat from not too long ago, but it still <laughs> is worth at least talking about because things change. Um, I'm going with current WWE Women's Champions. So we've got Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I feel like well, it, it can't have been that long ago if it included Raquel Gonzalez because she's only been champion for what, two months now? Three months? Yeah, I feel like we might have did it like a month ago or something. Yeah. But it's fine. But we'll redo right. it. No worries. We're going to have fun with it. <laughs> that's it. So um, I think you put – who is it? Raquel, Bianca, and who's the other one? Rhea. Oh, Rhea. Jesus. 
This okay. is my brutality. Uh, I don't know. I don't like her in the main roster. I am still not convinced. Um, okay, so I would put... I just think Bianca would work good in AEW. Uh, I would like to see her against kind of Jade go at it, and then also her against Swole as well. Um, uh, even her against Brit. I, I don't know if Brit calls herself strong or whatever, but I don't know. I think she would just be a good addition to the woman's roster there. She obviously has the mic skills. She can certainly wrestle in the ring, so no harm, no foul there. Um, and... I feel like you would have to then put Rhea on impact just because uh, she kind of has whole impacts vibe of the darker characters, but she can also go along with the best of them. So therefore, unfortunately, Raquel Gonzalez is uh, going to, well, not, not unfortunately, she'll kick ass in the ring of honor women's division there. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how I think I would do it, but I don't see, I honestly don't see uh, Bianca or or um, or Rhea going to ROH. So Raquel, unfortunately, will have to be the sacrifice. Okay. Yep. DA Fabe. Um, I know that I'm doing this different than the last time I did it, or maybe I booked it last time. I don't know. But I'm doing it different <laughs> than I would have. Uh, right after WrestleMania or, or a couple of weeks after WrestleMania. I don't know how I did it, but um, <laughs> I am 100% positive I did not put Bianca Belair on AEW, that I would put a- um, Bianca Belair on AEW just like just like JLB did. Um, and I would do it because I think she's... I think she elevates the division the most there. Um, I yeah. think you know, between Chris Statlander some of the other powerhouses that they have, um, they have the powerhouses. They have a Rhea Ripley-style um, power and Raquel Gonzalez-style power. Yes, not all of them are thin or, or, or just, you know, brute, but they have that. They don't have attitude, and I think Bianca Bear, Belair brings attitude, which is a huge plus. I think Jade has um, attitude. Okay, there's some attitude. They don't have as much attitude. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that, that one. Um, I would actually. I also am not super impressed with Rhea Ripley on the main roster, but I also truly believe Rhea Ripley right now is the biggest draw of those three and because she's the biggest draw of those three puts asses in seats i put her in roh it's a rebuilding division remaking the women of honor um and she would draw people in and put asses in seats and i think that that's a really good move for roh and i think it's a good move for her because she has the draw um, that then there's Raquel Gonzalez, who is going to fit Big Mommy Cool is going to fit in every single wrestling program that is willing to take a big powerful a powerful woman and put her over. 
and Impact is really good at that. And I would love to see Raquel Gonzalez versus Jordan Grace. And I would love to see a match that we didn't get while Deanna Brazo was on NXT with Deanna Brazo versus Raquel Gonzalez. And I think there's just a ton to do there. I think as an overall boost the person, boost the program, all three of those work really well in those locations. I don't think Raquel puts asses in seats for for ROH. Um, it's it, it's not the best location for Rhea. The best location for Rhea is AEW, but it's not right. it's not a balance. It's not a game for all parties, and I think that's the structure that helps both the the divisions of those individual companies and the wrestlers all thrive because of it. Yeah, that makes sense. And at least you can build up Rhea again. Like, she's going to build it up. She's And she's getting her confidence back. Because I feel like she kind of lost her confidence when she went up to the main roster. So I feel like she can be herself again, like how she was perhaps in NXT. But uh, I don't know, man. There's something about the Raw roster that just kind of screws up your mentality and then makes you not feel... Well, I guess you're not in control, right? You're very yeah. scripted. So I think I think it's less a confidence thing with uh, her. I think it's it's a character thing. In NXT, she was a badass punk rock character. Right. And then she comes up to the main roster, and they slick down her hair, and they they slick her up a bit, and they make her look more sophisticated. And I think that threw her for a loop. She didn't know how to get her character in that anymore right even though she still mm. had the the spikes and the chains and all of that stuff just like your her hair was like perfectly coiffed over to the side and everything and this week she came out and she had her hair spiked up more punk rocky and i think she did a lot better um with it and so i think she's coming to to her own with the character i just think main roster tried to tried to slick her up too much and I tried to make her more marketable. Yes. And, and that's the, it was all marketability for, and even not even more marketable, more mainstream. They tried to make her yeah. more mainstream and her character yeah, just by she, nature is not mainstream. She's a counter. Highly, highly marketable as it is. Yeah. You just have to market the right part. Yeah. You right. have to market her like Kurt Cobain, not like NSYNC. You know what I mean? She's counterculture. <laughs> That's what she is. Um, so, but yes, but so we'll go ahead and move on to the next AEW Ring of Honor Impact Challenge. Who wants to go this time? You want it, or you oh. want me to take it? Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I'm not sure if we've done this either, but you know, you'll obviously let me know. Um. Or I won't. I'm old. I don't remember shit. This is the valid point. The um, listeners might let us know, though. Hit us up, Ron Order WBU on Twitter. And- okay, so um, there's no real theme to this aside from just great wrestlers. So it might be kind of hard for you to book them if we haven't already. Um, so I'm going with Cesaro, Seth Rollins, and Ricochet. 
Okay. So I I don't know if we did this exact three. We've done Ricochet and we've done Cesaro many times, but I don't know if we ever did them with Seth Rollins. Mm. Um, so for that... Because I know the last time we did it, you got you got frustrated because I did not put Ricochet into <laughs> AEW. Uh, and you thought that was a bad move. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I thought... I promise Rick- not to judge today. I, <laughs> I thought Ricochet would do better in Impact X Division. So... Um, and in this case, I might even switch things up a bit, even more. Um, I think from a star power standpoint of the three, as much as I like Cesaro, as much as I like Ricochet, Seth Rollins is, is the star power, one of those three. Um, and so for me, if I was AEW, he's the one of those three that I would swing for the fences at. So Tyler Black in AEW, um, where he can be Tyler Black again. Um, and he can play off some of that heat he got from all of his uh, Twitter beefs recently. So, <laughs> um, I think at this time, though, I'm going to put Ricochet to Ring of Honor and... Cesaro to Impact. I think oh, Impact okay. would, would put him more front and center. He could have some big matches with Moose and Willie Mack and, and even uh, Sammy Callahan could be a fun match. Weird match, but fun. So, so and then Ricochet could go to Ring of Honor and be flipped do there. I am going to say you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> that is exactly I, my thought process on this was I'm going to do exactly, and I mean exactly, where I think they can get the world title the fastest. Mm-hmm. And I think Seth Rollins is the only one who quickly gets a world title shot in AEW. Yeah. Um, Tyler Black. I think Claudio Castagnoli can quickly get a title shot and hold the title in impact. And I think that Ricochet can quickly get a title shot and hold the title as King Ricochet in, um, in ROH. Um, it was, it was purely about what championship they're going to be in. If you put Ricochet in AEW, unfortunately they're going to regulate him to the TNA championship. I feel like, Yes, I think he's AEW champion worthy. That's not what I think AEW would do. I think we're starting to see how they do such long-term booking that you don't get these short stints where you build up lots of championship caliber people. Now, that Uh, that being said, a Ricochet versus Sammy Guevara match would be absolute fire. Absolutely. Like, if it's just about quality of matches, this is done differently. But I, I went for... Where are they going to win the title and elevate the, the, the program? And I think all three of them do it. I think all three of them can elevate the product and win the title all at the same time in that order. I, I think Ricochet, I guarantee Ricochet gets regulated to X Division in 
impact. Yeah. I'm not saying he can't win the title. At Bound for Glory, he can cash in his X Division title to win the title. But people are going to see him as an X Divisioner there. They see him as the champion at an ROH. Mm-hmm. And they might see him as that in AEW. I just think that, that when Tyler Black's involved, when Seth Rollins is involved, a, he's the one you see as beating Kenny Omega. Yeah. Well, if, if, if you do this exact Jericho. exact challenge, but you take Seth Rollins out and you put John Morrison or Dolph Ziggler in there instead. It plays entirely different. It goes entirely different. Then Ricochet yeah. is in is is a potential for AEW. Um you know, but but with Seth Rollins, uh, you know, that's that's another one of those potential Lex Luger sort of signings that big name, especially with John Moxley because they can play off that they used to be brothers before they came here. You know, uh without specifically saying the shield, um they can still mm-hmm. play off that. So a lot of marketability. Yeah. But. Nice. But we will move on to DA Fabe's challenge. My challenge, since we already talked about uh, Hell in a Cell, I'm going to spin off on that. Non-Sasha Banks Hell in a Cell members. So the other three horsewomen. Um, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and, and Bailey. And I don't think we've ever done it in that particular setup because we always want to move Sasha. But... Um, It'll be a cold day in hell before Vince lets Sasha go right now. Yeah. Well, I, it'd be a cold day in hell before he lets any of those things go right now. But yeah, uh, especially uh, Charlie. Yeah, Bailey's the most likely he would let. Bailey go, would but. be the most likely right now. But even that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can I can go straight into this one um, because I, I think of those three, like AEW would want any one of those three. Right? There mm-hmm. would be a bidding war for all three of those wrestlers. If they came, um, however, um, I think the number one priority for AEW would be Becky Lynch. That would be their number one, um, because she has the the absolute star power, and I I mean that more from a not just wrestling star power, but star power. Right, she's the one that they can put on their commercials to market. She's the one that they can put on their on their action figures to market at at Walmart and sell a bunch of action figures more so than the other two. So AW takes Becky. Uh, that's their priority. Um, Impact shells out all of their money to get Charlotte, which would be an absolute huge signing for Impact. And then Ring of Honor would still get a huge signing in Bailey, uh, just not quite the win that the other two got. So I'm shocked that you said Becky has more marketable ability than Charlotte. I said what I said. Yeah, I stutter. You, you def. I was just making sure. I thought that's maybe... about the band. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the man. It's the man gimmick. It's it's all of that stuff. Char- Charlotte may be the better 
wrestler than than Becky. That's arguable. I'm I'm a Becky Lynch fan. No, but I mean, just in terms but, of marketability, the Queen, Flair, like all these things. Like I don't know, man. I think they're no, probably pretty much even. No, no, I get it. But here's here's the deal, right? If there was a um, if there was a movie being made for mainstream audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Which do you think would get more mainstream marketability? Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch? Because I think Becky Lynch would be the more marketable for mainstream. Because Flair, her whole whole thing is based off of her a heritage in professional wrestling and that she is one of the better professional wrestlers out there. But she does not right. have an established outside of WWE thing. Becky Lynch has been in a few things. Not a lot, but she's been in a few things, including one of the WWE uh, Marine movies. Right? So so I'm, I'm just saying, from a standpoint of all of this... Um, <laughs> If You're you basing it off a Marine movie. Come I, on, that, that was one. I We can find the other stuff. She's been in other things, right? But that's my point. Is, is it, Here it comes down to we move on to more things and just, just overall the look. And this is this is where I, I have to tread carefully but um, because I, I'm not trying to insult Charlotte Flair's looks. But from a Hollywood marketability standpoint, Becky Lynch has a more marketable look than Charlotte does. Charlotte has man shoulders. Charlotte has Oh, okay. Um I don't know, but she got the blonde hair. She got blonde, uh, blonde hair. The, there the are extensions. There are or... extensions. There there's all sorts of stuff they can put in there, but from a marketable from a body standpoint, Becky Lynch is the more marketable one overall. Becky Lynch also has way more charisma. Way more. Charlotte, if you take the queen gimmick away from her, what has she got? She got nothing. Yeah, she got nothing. Nothing. Hey, we got picture. Hey, hey. we got a face. Yes. For the last 10 minutes of the podcast. Good job. Better late than never. But, you know, never late is better, good sir. (laughs) So now we can see you. We just can't hear you. Interesting. (laughs) Yes, I am Damn. here. Sorry, I had muted myself. Yeah. So, so that's that's my thoughts. And, and don't get me wrong, I I don't think there's a wrong answer for this. But right. if you're talking to me um, from a marketability standpoint, AEW looking at more than just and and here's the other side of the coin: who is on the hotter streak? Going into Becky Lynch's uh, pregnancy announcement, who was on the hotter streak? Becky. Becky. Right? Um, who is on the hotter streak right now? Even Becky's not even there. And and you turn on Twitter, and Becky posts a picture, or Seth Rollins posts a picture, uh, you know, a blurry picture of Becky holding the baby, and Twitter goes fucking nuts. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, Charlotte posts a picture where she's effectively half nude with uh, Andrade, and people are like, "Yeah, it's Charlotte with Andrade." 
Yeah, I you're right about that though. They're kind of sick of her, I guess. You know, but she's been on top for so long too. People are just kind of annoyed. You know, it's like, all right, we're done. Like maybe the fact that she didn't change her queen, change her queen gimmick, was the issue. Like it's you're just a redundant storyline. Hey, you're a walking, talking WWE product storyline that's been done. And Becky was that rebel lot of things, right? So she's the she's not only the man, but she's almost the people's champ, if you will. You know, so. Yes. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm next, I guess, right? Yes. Okay. So I feel like AEW picks up Bailey, though. I I think they have enough to work with with Bailey. I don't think they want that top star power necessarily. I think. Flair is too overdone. They don't want to do that. That's too WWE related. And I think, I don't know, I guess Becky might work, but I want to be different. So uh, I, I think Bailey's also um, a good spot too. I think she can run. I think what they're maybe lacking is maybe like a woman's stable, uh, like a decent one. And I think Bailey could at least get that going she she can control and lead a stable sort of ordeal um i don't know man like it's been better but at the same time i'm still like can i have a little bit more though guys can you give me something to feed more into what's going i don't even know what's going on with the women's division right now i don't even know who's champion still is higurashita still champion yes There is likely going to be, in fact, I think it's already booked for double or nothing, uh, Sheeta versus Britt Baker. Um, Right. Okay, that's what's happening here. Okay. Which which right now, if I were to do a prediction, I would 100% see Britt Baker becoming the champion. I love Sheeta's death, but this is is the time to, to coronate Britt Baker. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's Sheeta's fault, but honestly, I, I it maybe it's her fault, perhaps not. You know, I don't know. Like, I but I, I don't think it's her fault. I think I think she's the victim of the pandemic, really. Okay, I think yeah. uh, because she's not wrestling in front of full house audiences, she suffers a bit because but it's just about to happen. Literally yeah, a double or nothing. Literally <laughs> just about to happen. But th- this is where. I just feel like you have to put Britt Baker over. So, anyways, go back to your there. Okay, so um, yeah, so Bailey goes there. You, I mean, I guess Impact gets Flair because I don't see Flair going to ROH. I really want to put Becky Lynch in Impact. I feel like that works better than Flair would. so fuck it. I'm going to do it. Uh, Becky Lynch is going to impact. I think she would work well with the superstars there. Becky Lynch, not that Flair wouldn't. It's just I think Flair's dude would be too much. I think you were spot on with the whole queen thing. Can she do anything else but be a queen? Take, there, take, her, take her out of that. What can she do? So, you know, we have yet to be, we have yet to see what she can because she's had the same gimmick for five years. Um, so, yeah, I think you're putting Becky to impact. Um, and then Flair goes to ROH to be the woman and queen of honor over there because I'm sure ROH will give her what she wants. 
And Rick Flair. Give me what I want. Bad either way. <laughs> what do you want? Just tell me what you want. I Give want me zombies. What I, want. I want zombies. I'll tweet about it in three years. That's some good ass word. Give me what I want. So that brings us to the end of AEW Ring of Honor or Impact, um, which also brings us basically to the end of the episode here. Hey. We'll start to wrap things up. Um, always tell people to make sure to like, share, and subscribe, uh, whatever platform you use to listen to us. Or if you're watching us on the live stream, make sure to click the, the subscribe or follow if you're on Facebook uh, to make sure you're notified when we do our live streams. Um, we are going to try to keep our schedule predictable. We've been a little bit spotty recently uh, before the live streams, but I'm going to try to do every Sunday night and every Tuesday night like our normal recording schedule is. So um, it's it's late for some people. I get it, but... But so join us on the live stream or or download the episode later. But uh, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're using so you get notified. Click that uh, bell on Facebook on on YouTube so that you get notified when we post our stuff. Um, but yeah, do that. Uh, all the links are going to be in the doobly doos right down there. Here I'm going to go like this. Yeah. Oh, I, I should have done this here. <laughs> links are in the doobly doos right on that T-shirt. There we so go. He's a little dim, but... <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. All the, the links fight. are going to be in the doobly-doos right below us, down there, right? It's going to be links to our Patreon, <laughs> our merch store, where you can get that shirt that says links in the doobly-doos. Um, and all of our <laughs> social medias are going to be in there as well. But speaking of social media, you can follow me at Raw and Order WBU on pretty much any of them. So Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok. Um, so go is there. Is your you gram also Raw Order WBU? It is also Raw oh, Order nice. WBU. So. That's that's pretty creative. I'm surprised yeah. you got all of them. That's yeah, yeah, genius. Went, went across the board mm-hmm. there. So you can follow DA Fabe at. I got a mouthful of cashews. Oh wait, that's that, not what it is. That is a very <laughs> weird, weird place to follow you. At DA Vincent K Fabe on Twitter, um, I do more. Twitter, but I still don't do a lot of Twitter. Um, and that's really all I'm at as DA Vincent K. Fabe. I am my he real life more. character on anything else. He tweets more is what he meant to say, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that I used to, yes. <laughs> he does the Twitter more. <laughs> and then you can follow JLB at JLB420, but Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Um, and, you know, Real Talk Radio online on the Insta as well. I'm updating the photos and all that a little bit more. And uh, yeah, and some new stuff is coming up. Got a lot more reviews done, so I'm excited to release those out into the world. Uh, and I should be watching Spiral this week. So that's that last Saw movie. Hopefully, Michael, uh, not Michael Jackson, but Samuel Jackson and uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yep. Then, uh, my, my wife is stoked for that. She is super stoked. She's like, Spiral! And I'm like, whoa, chill. Chillax. <laughs> you guys going to watch it this week? 
She will. I don't like that shit. <laughs> well, she'll have to go to the movie yeah. theaters. It's not out on demand yet. I am not a not a huge fan of of the uh, horror movies in general, unless they're zombie movies. For some reason or other, love me some zombie movies. So you know I will why? be watching. They don't exist. Yeah, that's probably it. Is, WWE. Is my that's brain bullshit. Like, I saw him on WWE. Yeah, unless you talk to <laughs> to my daughter, uh, and then they do exist. My three year old has everything planned out for how to fight zombies. Good for her. You never know. That's uh, I I don't know if I got to tell you guys about um, our bedtime routine now for her includes clearing her room of zombies. So checking under the bed, checking in every drawer and closet. um, And then she goes to bed with her wand to defend herself against zombies. So where did she get this uh, fanaticism about zombies? It's got to be some kid at, at daycare was talking about zombies or something because she just came home one day and was like zombies. So, but anyways, make sure to review us on Apple podcasts uh, or any of the podcast platforms. They, most of them have ways to do it, but give us five stars, just like the number of stars that you will give your vacation. If you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos, I I got to get that shirt now so I could wear it on the live stream. Turks and Caicos, please sponsor us. Not here. They just make good water. Horrible vacation. Yes, don't go to Fiji. Go to Turks and Caicos. uh, But on that note, we will go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for showing up to the live stream and watching it down the road and then listening however, however you do. So thank you all for joining us. We will see you soon. Are cashews the second or first best flavored nut?